Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Biden administration is making a move that sets up new tariffs on the U.S. solar industry in 2024, and it could threaten the flow of renewable energy equipment to the U.S. On Friday, the Commerce Department made a final determination that Chinese companies are funneling solar products through four Southeast Asian countries to avoid tariffs. Those countries include Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and they're responsible for roughly 80% of solar modules imported to the United States. So today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino breaks down the administration's ruling and what it means for the U.S. solar industry and Biden's own clean energy goals. It's Monday, August 21st. So the Biden administration was following up on a petition from a small solar manufacturer in California, Oxen Solar, who had launched this more than a year ago at this point. And the Biden administration had been examining whether manufacturers were avoiding existing tariffs on China by funneling products through these four Southeast Asian countries, Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and only basically doing minor assembly in those countries and then shipping the product to the United States as a way to avoid the tariffs. The administration had issued a preliminary determination last year in December that basically found that this was indeed happening. They looked at eight major companies and found that four of them were indeed circumventing the tariffs and then named four that were not. Since then, the administration has basically been doing fact-checking audits, going to the countries to kind of do audits and fact-finding there. And on Friday, they issued the final determination that pretty much aligned with what they had found in December of last year. But this was the final kind of say on this all. And uh, this has been a long running issue that has kind of roiled both sides of the solar industry for over a year. So it's finally coming to an end. What happens next will be interesting, but that's what they ultimately found on Friday. And so did the Biden administration completely affirm the Commerce Department's findings from last December, or was there at least some divergence? There was one major change where one of the companies that the department had said was not circumventing was now deemed to be circumventing because in their audit, investigators weren't able to enter the actual facility. And because of the fact that they couldn't fact check it, basically, they're now saying that that company is found to be circumventing. That's the major change. There had also been questions about whether they were going to make changes to some of the more technical elements of this proceeding. On both sides, folks had wanted to see either loopholes closed or lingering questions answered. Again, Commerce kind of aligned with what it had previously said. And the big change really is that they added this additional company to the finding of circumvention. Got it. And so what happens? I mean, what's kind of the immediate or if it's not immediate, you know, what's the impact we should be looking for? Yeah, so the solar industry had, as I said, been really animated about this petition for a while. The major trade groups and developers in the United States had said that just investigating this would freeze imports because about 80% of 75, 80% of U.S. solar imports at this point are from those four countries. And so the Biden administration had put into effect a two-year tariff moratorium 
amid that before this determination came out. So no new tariffs can be waged at this point until June of next year. And so that's where we're at right now. The findings on Friday mean that there will eventually be new duties imposed, but the the two-year moratorium gives companies time to move their supply chain. Some are stockpiling product in anticipation of this going into effect, but there is no new tariffs going to be waged right now until next year. Right. And so how then is the kind of the solar developer industry responding? Do they feel like that moratorium gives them the space that they need as they work to build up domestic capacity after, you know, of course, the Inflation Reduction Act had some strong incentives for manufacturing domestically? Or do they feel like they, yeah, they won't be able to meet that timeline? So the response pretty much had been from the major trade groups, U.S. developers for a while that, again, doing this pro in itself would freeze imports into the United States at a time when the U.S. needs to be ramping up solar development. And so their response to this on Friday was kind of aligned with the same concern that the Commerce Department should have never conducted this investigation. And their argument is that, yes, the IRA has all of these incentives to build up domestic manufacturing here, but it's going to take time, three to five years in some cases, to really ensure that these production or these facilities are up and running. And in that time, if the U.S. can't or becomes not affordable to import from these four countries, then they're going to have to look elsewhere. And that's going to constrain the supply chain further and undercut clean energy growth. I will say on the other side of this, there are many folks who are vocally in support of the trade enforcement here. And their argument is with the the two-year moratorium that kind of undercuts the finding of commerce in general and, and lets companies get away with circumventing trade law. And they would like to see, some folks at least, would like to see the moratorium in general be rescinded. And we did see bipartisan support on the Hill earlier this year to undo that. Lawmakers, they passed a Congressional Review Act effort to undo that moratorium with bipartisan support. It went to the president's desk. He vetoed it and they did not have enough of a majority to override that veto. But I think on the Hill, you'll hear definitely folks, this will renew attention to that moratorium. We could also see other impacts in terms of potential litigation now that the determination is finalized. Also, the European Union's reserves of natural gas have hit historic highs, filling up well in advance of the winter heating season as the bloc continues its dash away from Russian energy dependence. That leaves Russia scrambling to plug a gaping hole in its finances left by its decision to cut off European customers in the wake of its invasion of Ukraine last year. Gas Infrastructure Europe said last Thursday that member countries' gas storage levels are now at 90.12% capacity, breezing past the 90% target that Brussels was legally required to meet more than three months ahead of schedule. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.